0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I am so happy to be here with you and everyone else, Dan. Yeah, man, me too. All right, let's get right into it today. I saw an interesting uh, tweet right before I came on the air about the Trump theory of the reverse honeymoon. Uh, Some guy, Thomas... uh, Thomas Victor or something like I was. It was an interesting tweet. I don't know the guy, but it's a fascinating tweet. And I wanted to get to that because it applies to what happened yesterday where another uh, Democrat has been accused of. Of just heinous, disgusting activity, including assaulting women. These are, you know, still accusations. Yeah. Um, so we got to be careful with that. But the accusations are out there. It is the Attorney General of New York who was a a virulent uh, anti-Trumper. He had committed himself to attacks on Trump, not to upholding the law in New York. Um, was using his office to attack Trump. And now it turns out that there are very credible accusations of him actually attacking women which were disgusting um him saying this guy schneiderman the attorney general for new york sorry to jump right in folks but this story so disturbed me yesterday joe yeah he said that they were engaged in role play um uh, uh no you can't do that stuff it uh, folks this is just uh this is inexcusable if this turns out to be true he's claiming it was role play but the idea of role play is that Two people are playing in the role, um, not that—at least according to the allegations—you are assaulting someone. Uh, and it, you listen, you just can't do it. But I was reading an interesting tweet, uh, uh, what do you call thread about Trump and the idea of the reverse honeymoon, and it was um, it was interesting. So I wanted to put that out in the air. Hey, uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at iTarget. Thank you to iTarget. They've been a great sponsor of ours. iTarget is uh, the best system out there for basically taking the proficiency with your firearm to the next level, your proficiency. One of the ways when I was in law enforcement, we used to improve the proficiency, our our skills with the firearm uh, is – to dry fire dry fire meaning you safely unload a weapon you check it you check it twice you check it three times to make sure the weapon is safely in fact unloaded and then you you uh, depress the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon you practice your trigger pull smooth consistent pull to the rear equal light on both sides in your sight picture front sight balance across the top Uh, it's one of the best ways to improve your skills with a firearm now, the problem with dry firing is you have no idea where the round would have uh, gone because there's no round. It's a dry fired weapon. Now, iTarget has really made, this, uh, made that a, a moot point now. They will send you a laser round that goes in the firearm you have now. And that laser round will emit a, a laser onto a target they send you. And you can see exactly where that round would have gone. I have people sending me targets from Monday and then on Friday, and their proficiencies through the through the roof. They've gotten so much uh, better after the week just practicing with the iTarget system. The website is iTargetPro.com. The letter iTargetPro.com. The letter I targetpro.com. Promo code Dan for 10% off. Remember, competitive shooters drive fire. Ten times more than a live fire, and they do this for a living. You know, we're in the range can get expensive. It's great to go to the range, but you can't get there all the time. Oh man, Joe and I've had a rough morning. Oh folks. yeah, sorry, it's technical issues driving me crazy. We the road show I do when we go out with the the I take all my equipment with me on the road. Um, it's. It's a mess. And then you come back and you got to reinstall everything. We had a major league yeah. breakdown this morning. So here is the theory I saw on Twitter of the reverse honeymoon. This is fascinating, Joe. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of adding to it because it was just a couple of tweets. But th- the idea is this. There's basically two ways to do this and in, 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 to run for office. The old school way, Joe, which is to claim – and uh, this is me adding – little Bongino to the tweet out there because it, they were short okay I'm gonna call the first the, this this old way the avoiding the suck of humanity theory like the idea that humanity in general um you know we we're we there are e- there's evil out there we all are sinners um that our goal is in, in, in life is basically to, to try to avoid sin, but we're all going to eventually lapse. We're all sinners. So the, the theory used to be running for office, Joe to avoid the suck if you matter in other words claim you're above it all you know look at me I'm the substanding citizen I have a perfect marriage perfect kids perfect kitchen you know all those yeah. TV ads Joe mm-hmm. you've seen with the the politician in the kitchen yeah. he's leaning on the island or the table talking and everybody's like ah, ha, 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 ha. dad Dad, you're so funny you've seen those ads leave it to now, beaver yeah yeah leave it to beaver exactly But that's funny you say that I actually have a note here Ward Cleaver you're right that was the uh, uh, you know a bygone generation Um, social media and the prevalence of 24 hour cable news where we can report on every little indiscretion of every human being on the planet has kind of laid waste to the theory that we are not all sinners. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't strive for better. Obviously, that is our, our personal battle every day. I'm just saying that in the past. And I know this because I dealt with political marketing companies when I ran for office. You wanted to be portrayed as this kind of like above it all, above the suck of humanity thing. And th- th- the suck of humanity is my line. I'm going to try to take credit for it. I'm just saying, I'm trying to make this easy to understand. So this guy in his tweet storm, he said, well, this was Schneiderman's problem, Joe. Schneiderman obviously is accused of some pretty horrific things. I mean, this is serious yeah. stuff and we'll see what happens, but. Schneiderman portrayed himself in his campaign as, as you know, Mr. Normal and no problems. And I'm above this and I should be the guy to prosecute the bad guys because I am not, in fact, one of them. Um, It was believable enough that he got elected pretty by a pretty hefty margin, by the way. So that was the first way of doing it. Now, Joe, this is an interesting theory. This guy has Mm -hmm. the the theory he has on on the tweet storm is that the reason Trump won is he was one of the first guys to come out and try this embrace the suck of humanity approach. Like, say, listen, yeah, man, here's what I did. I was a playboy. Um, I've lost money. I've made money. I've been involved, uh, you know, with with some of the worst people around and had to come through it. I've had to deal with, you know, labor negotiations Mm -hmm. with good guys, bad guys. I've had to deal with it all. But embrace the suck of humanity. Put it all out there. No, don't try to claim at any point you're above it, Joe. All right? Listen, I'm part of this too, trying to get past it, but this is all my, here's my dirty laundry. And by embracing the suck of humanity, you have this almost reverse honeymoon period where all the bad stuff comes out first during the campaign. We had to, you know, access Hollywood video and all this other stuff. And therefore, anything that comes out later about the past you, the past you. I mean, no one's gonna tolerate continued indiscretions now. You get what I'm saying, yeah, Joe? Yeah. But whatever comes out about the past you, in in no way takes away from people's preconceived notions of who you were because you've already put it out there. Right. Okay. In other words, yeah. it's not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, that So he calls it the reverse honeymoon. And I thought in light of what happened with Schneiderman, this is interesting because you see Democrats doing this all the time and going down in flames. They try to pretend they're above it all. Um, you know, you have like socialist Bernie Sanders claiming he lives by these higher ideals until we find out Bernie's purchased a few homes himself. Bernie makes a lot of money. Um, you see this over and over. I, I, Saw a story today, not to get off topic, but Fox had a story up that there's a socialism conference this year Uh, in Chicago, Joe, to advance the cause of socialism, and they're charging up to $250 a ticket. So let me get this straight. You're running on that old theory that socialists, you guys are above it all. You live by a higher set set of values. You're not motivated by a profit motive or anything, and yet you're charging up to $250 a ticket. Why doesn't everybody get the same price? Why isn't it free? I don't understand why. Oh, you have to pay people who work for a living? Oh, the hotel rooms are really expensive too? How's that? Because you have to compensate people for their time? The hotel staff, the owner who bought the property, they have to pay the electric bill. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like This is why socialism will never catch on in the United States. Because with the 24-hour news cycle and social media exposing the hypocrisy of people who aren't actually socialists, they're just socialist talkers, is so easy to do. One of our most listened to episodes ever back in the day before the Russia scandal was the so, the Bernie Sanders episode where we talked about the br- braised and dives or whatever they were, mm. how Bernie was traveling on his plane, his campaign plane. And remember that, Joe? Yeah. And the menu on the campaign plane was like a 72 course meal. It was ridiculous. Ew. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Wait, 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 remember that? Wait. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was. We didn't even know what it was. I'm like, brazed and dives. What is that? <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. We laughed about it the whole we show. Did, yeah. But that show took off. Because in this era of 24 hour social media and cable news, you will not be given a pass. In a bygone era, the indiscretions of local politicians were largely local. And even in the Eric Schneiderman case, it may have, you know, if, if Tom Brokaw or Peter Jennings or Walter Cronkite didn't cover it, Joe, nationally at least, it didn't happen. Right. You know, it may make the New York Times or the Post and some people may have read it, but it wouldn't become the subject of a 24-hour news story. Now it will. So now it's out there and it's broken down this wall with people where people actually thought these politicians were above it all. That was the whole selling premise of socialism. The whole selling premise of it was that there were really smart people, Joe, really morally and ethically upstanding individuals who were better over to rule and make decisions over your lives, the, the the spending of your money, the allocation of healthcare assets and resources, mm-hmm. the dictation of ideas to your kids in public schools. The idea was they were smarter, they were better than you. We're now seeing that that's all a, they're, they're all frauds. Bernie's a fraud. Pocahontas is a fraud. Elizabeth Warren Eric Schneiderman is a fraud. And what is Trump, Joe? He's not a fraud. No, You may not like him. right? You may object to some of his behavior. And you may characterize it as whatever you wish. But at least he's not lying about it. And that's the reverse honeymoon theory. I saw it this morning, right before I came on the air, and I was like, that's really fascinating. And I think they're right. It, it, that's why people... Even his speech, like- the way he talks, I'm sorry, the, the way he yeah. talks, I mean, he talks in a regular guy kind of... Uh- Vernacular. It's not condescending. Right. It's not, look at me. I can use a big word because I know it. Right. Um, it's, yeah, you're right. And the, I like it, the reverse honeymoon theory. So I really enjoyed that. Um, all right, what else do I want to get to? Sorry, folks. Hey, oh, big news. Big. This is huge. I'm sorry. We had some massive technical difficulties. So <laughs> I've been a little off, uh, off here. But I'm, I've still got a lot of great material for the show, and I don't want to lose any of this. But before that, the Chum Store is officially open on the website. If you go to Bongino.com, Bongino.com, the website, you can get the show notes, as always. I will put the show notes there as I do every day. But there is a link now for the Chum Store. My wife did an amazing job on this. There is a number of sweatshirts, hooded sweatshirts, crewnecks, t-shirts, ladies t-shirts. There's a mug up there. We will be adding more every day. I want to give a shout out to Mike, who designed these uh, a lot of these T-shirts, Mike from TycoonCreative.com. That's TycoonCreative.com. Big shout out to Mike. He did some killer designs. Go check it out. Pick up some swag. We got some Ask Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> we got some Take It East. Hey! We got some great stuff up there. We got mugs. They were all, I'm telling you, I'm making up. My, we said to my daughter last night, okay, order the first T-shirt. Which one do you want? She went with the Joey Bag of Donuts hoodie. Ask Joey Bag of Day. It's Joey that. <laughs> Check it out. Go to Bongito.com. The Chum store is now open. You're going to love it. Okay. Uh, big news yesterday. Must read. Uh, well, listen, I don't, I'm not a liberal. I don't give orders. Please read an article by Andy McCarthy at National Review I will have in the show notes today. It is fantastic. Andy writes a little. He's you know he's a former attorney and prosecutor, so he, his pieces can be a little long, mm-hmm. but they're really really good. He has a piece up today about some stunning revelations in the Mueller case that have just started to creep out. I wanted to just give you one takeaway from this, that it blew my mind yesterday, and it blew my mind because it doesn't seem like anyone else is really reporting on what happened. Joe, Mm -hmm. Andy writes in the piece that, according to some recently released materials, we found out That Mike Flynn, the former national security advisor Mm -hmm. to Donald Trump... Who had to resign, as you all know the story, because Sally Yates and the Department of Justice targeted him for a nonsensical Logan Act violation, which John John Kerry has been engaged in, uh, negotiating with the Iranians behind Donald Trump's back to try to scuttle uh, Trump's plans to fix this Iran deal or get rid of it, which he should do today. And I think he's going to. We'll find that out soon. But an interesting revelation, Joe, about the Flynn case. Yeah. Remember what I told you about Flynn? So just a backstory: Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn's a national security advisor for the incoming Trump administration, engaged in perfectly legitimate conversations with the Russian ambassador while he's on vacation, and he forgets the details of it, is interviewed by the FBI, forgets, doesn't remember the entire contents of the conversation, tells the FBI agents that he doesn't remember discussing sanctions. Right. The FBI, Joe, has a transcript, a literal transcript of the conversation Flynn had with the Russian ambassador. And in that conversation, the uh, sanctions were mentioned. Now, how did they get that transcript? Now, I I know this is a story that gets overlooked, but folks, this speaks to the entire 30,000 foot debacle of a scandal this thing really is. This thing is disgusting, horrendous. We previously thought, and I was under the working assumption based on the publicly available information and information I had got as well, that we guessed, Joe, it was from unmasking. Yeah. Now, what is unmasking? It's important you understand this, folks, because a major bombshells in this Andy McCarthy piece that you got to read. It'll be at the show notes today on the website, too, under the show notes tab. Unmasking is when we spy on foreign you know, folks all the time, foreign agents, foreign government officials that call, they're not U.S. citizens. They have no protections from our constitution as long as they're not, you know, on on uh, U.S. soil, we can unmask them. Well, even on U.S. soil, there are some cases, obviously, we can unmask some people. Uh, so it was always thought of that they were targeting the Russian ambassador, Joe, mm-hmm. and that Flynn was caught up what they would say incidentally. In other words, we weren't listening for Flynn. If you call whatever, Joe, your your cousin, Mm -hmm. and we're targeting your cousin, you get caught up on the call. We'll be like, well, you know, we weren't really targeting Joe. We were targeting a cousin, and Joe happened to call him. The theory I was operating on was that Flynn was reverse targeted. In other words, they said they were targeting the Russian ambassador, which is perfectly legal to record and listen to his conversations, right? Mm -hmm. But what they were actually doing was recording Flynn. And what I had said to you is it was, this is still to this day puzzles me. I think they did something on purpose. If you remember this correctly, Flynn goes on vacation. Uh, I think it's to the Dominican Republic. Right before Trump is is inaugural, Flynn, you know, they just got done with the campaign. Flynn's taking a break. He goes on vacation. He's the appointed now national security advisor uh, for the the president-elect, not the president yet. And Joe, do you remember what they did? The Obama administration... I believe, waits until Flynn goes on vacation. Yeah, I remember that. They then kick Russians out of the country and out of this facility in Maryland, knowing what was going to happen. The Russians, of course, are going to reach out to the Trump administration, the incoming Trump administration, and say, hey, how do we respond to this? Obama just kicked our guys out. Of course, there was going to be a phone call. But when did Obama kick those Russians out of the country um, and out of this facility they had in Maryland? While Flynn, right around the time, Flynn's on vacation. Mm. So I had suggested to you that if you were going to reverse target, in other words, say I'm targeting Joe's cousin, Mm -hmm. but I'm not. I'm really targeting Joe and waiting for Joe to call him so I can listen to Joe, not the cousin. Mm -hmm. What better way to instigate a phone call between Flynn and the Russian ambassador than to kick a few Russians out of the country and just sit there and wait? Yeah. Just, you know, the call's coming. Yeah, it's got to. Now, you may say, how does this apply to the Flynn vacation story? Well, Flynn's on vacation. He's obviously not privy to the sensitive communications channels he has while in the United States. Not to mention, he's still a member of the president elect's incoming team, not the president. So they don't have the full level of support they have. So if you were going to reverse target, Joe, Mm -hmm. one of the best ways to do it. And to keep him away from, you know, encrypted stew phones and all that other stuff, is to target him while he's on vacation in the Dominican and may not have access at at the ready to these highly sophisticated equipment, which would be harder to listen to. Right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the Russian ambassador wouldn't have a stew key on that end, but you get my point—that the mm-hmm. sophisticated communication channels wouldn't be there. I think this was done deliberately to get, listen to Mike Flynn's call. Now, what's the difference and what does Andy put out in his piece? That now we find out, Joe, that there was a CI investigation, a counterintelligence investigation on Flynn himself. Flynn himself. So now you're suggesting that, what, there may have been, I don't know this, but he's, and McCarthy says, we may have to readdress this. Was there a FISA warrant on Flynn too? So, Someone was suggesting that there's probable cause that Flynn was acting on behalf of a foreign agent in violation of U.S. law. Folks, do you understand what a, 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 a I mean, the nuclear explosion that this is and in information, how did nobody pick this up? Uh, you know, me included. I always figured it was, that was the scheme. Mm-hmm. They waited for him to go to the Dominican. They did something that would, uh, you know, a, uh, poke and prod the Russians to call him the Russians call him, he's in the Dominican they're like okay we got the call now let's go interview him on a Logan Act violation but what if the whole time the warrant was really against Flynn folks this is just do you understand how far down the rabbit hole the Democrats have gone? They have completely burned and shredded the Constitution. This is we are in such a bad situation right now. Now, do you understand yesterday's show where I said, no, 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 no. It is absolutely time. Someone needs John Kerry needs to be investigated today. Yeah someone should get a warrant right now for John Kerry on a Logan Act violation they should go do exactly what they did for these other guys oh man we don't know I don't know if we can do that it's not time, ta- you know we don't want to stoop to their level no there, there's no it's all gone folks the Logan Act is still on the books let me be clear I think it's crap I think it's entirely unconstitutional what better way to test it hmm. let's arrest John Kerry and see what happens now There is a Daniel Greenfield piece in Front Page Mag about exactly this. That is awesome, Joe. It's so good. I strongly encourage you to read it. Now, he talks about all of the hypocrisies in this case with the media. How you had Mike Flynn being accused of Logan Act violations, even though he was the incoming national security advisor. John Kerry is nothing. John Kerry right now is Joe Citizen. Right. He has nothing. He has no government authority at all. He is negotiating with a sworn enemy of the United States a chance death to America to sabotage, sabotage a deal to try to stop the Iranians from getting a nuclear bomb. And what do I mean? I mean, Trump's trying to get rid of the Iranian deal right now, Joe, that paves a path to a nuclear explosion, a nuclear weapon. Thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness is right. He's trying to get rid of this thing, Trump, or fix it. Get rid of the sunset provisions and other things. John Kerry is actively sabotaging that effort. Folks, this this hints of, of, of something far worse, too, than the Logan Act. We should demand an investigation of John Kerry. Demand it. How do you like the new rules, guys? How do you like them? The Logan Act, you guys wanted to prosecute it. This is your thing. You love big government, weaponizing big government. You have gone down the rabbit hole. Now it's time to live by those rules. You like those new rules? Let's see how they work. Joe, arrest them. Go prosecute him and arrest John Kerry mm-hmm. and let him fight it out in court. And then we'll see how much you love the Logan Act. Unbelievable what's going on. Unreal. But hat tip to Andy McCarthy, and he explains this all in this lengthy piece, but it's a very good one, about how, again, he talks about the redactions, too, how the redactions were purely cosmetic. I got into that yesterday. How the redactions on some of these reports from the DOJ, some elements within which have seemingly gone rogue, stuff that they're hiding from the government, Joe, has nothing to do with national security. Mm. It has everything to do with hiding the FBI and the DOJ's role in a malicious prosecution of Mike Flynn. In other words... One of the redactions they sent to Congress that was blacked out that we couldn't see was the Department of Justice, um, FBI officials specifically, saying how they didn't think Mike Flynn was deceptive in the interview and how Andy McCabe at one point says, yeah, this wasn't really like the best way to start a false statements case. Uh, You think? Hey, we don't think he was lying, but let's charge him with false statements. That was blacked out. That was left out of the that was black. Why was that blacked out? What's the national security interest in that? There is none. These redactions are purely cosmetic and they're CYA. They're not OPSEC. In the Secret Service and in the federal government, they have a thing called OPSEC, operational security, meaning not everything has to be classified for you to shut your mouth about it. Mm -hmm. These were not OPSEC redactions. These were not classified redactions. These were not national security redactions. These were redactions CYA. They were covering their butts. This was a malicious prosecution from the start, folks, and it was disgraceful. What happened to this guy? Can you imagine? Let's just see what happens. I'll stay on top of this. I'm going to work some some stuff. And I'm going to try to get back to you over the coming days if there was, in fact, some kind of a warrant To spy on Mike Flynn, because that changes everything. If this was not just unmasking, that you were actively spying on a military lieutenant general who was the former head of one of our major intelligence branches, a dedicated American patriot. You were doing it for wait for what you think he was acting on behalf of a foreign agent and you've yet to produce any evidence of that at all. This would be a major, major bombshell in the case. You know what? I hate the word bombshell because I keep saying yeah. it. Everything's a bombshell, but the Democrats don't even care anymore. They've gone so far down the rabbit hole. Okay. I got a lot more to get to. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition, big supporters of these guys. Go give a try to their energy product. I haven't mentioned this in a while, Dawn to Dusk. You know The problem with coffee and all of these energy drinks, you drink them, you take a cup of coffee. I have a. Big one every morning. And then after a little while, you you crash every time. Well, Brickhouse Nutrition has dawn to dusk that they pretty much solve this problem. They have a time release energy pill called dawn to dusk. You take it. You feel great. You get about eight to 10 hours of ele- an elevated mood, elevated energy level helps you get through this really long, tough days we've all been having, you know, the <laughs> with the 24 hour news cycle and this thing, I can't get away from my phone or the news for two <laughs> minutes. And this is the best way to get through the day. Dawn to dusk, I'd be lost without it. Go give it a shot. Eight to 10 hours of, of energy, of, of mood elevation. I get tremendous feedback on this product. I haven't discussed it in a while. But when we were primarily reading for this rather than a new product, Field of Greens, which is great too. I used to get emails all the time. School teachers, lawyers, uh, pilots who would email me and say, this is really great stuff. Go check it out. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check out Dawn to Dust today. Pick up a bottle. You won't regret it. It's really good stuff. Okay, so we have that, the prosecution of Flynn story. All right, here's another uh, really good story here that I wanted to put out there. Folks, theres I I get it with Sessions. I understand. I get a lot of your emails, and I agree. There have been tremendous missteps, and I think – some in the listening audience, some, not all. You're misinterpreting my support of what's going on as blind support for Sessions or anybody else. I'm not. I'm an inherent skeptic of any government official, conservative, libertarian, communist, liberal. It doesn't matter. I distrust power and question authority at every end. I am not universally supporting Jeff Sessions and everything he's doing. I Please don't misinterpret that. What I'm simply trying to say with the take it east approach is... I don't want you to think nothing is going on. That's like a quadruple, uh, triple, quadruple mm-hmm. negative. When I say take it east, I, I'm i just trying to put out there that f- just divorce it from Sessions because it's almost become so polarizing, Joe, yeah. that it's blinding people. Forget Sessions for a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. Forget it. If you dislike Sessions, I, I can't talk you out of it anymore. I'm, I'm not a universal supporter. I already told you his decision to recuse was catastrophic. And it's caused all kinds of headaches we don't need. But it's becoming so polarizing, either pro or con, to Sessions, that it is blinding people, figuratively, to the facts of what's going on. I'm telling you, through quality people, that there are investigations going on, sanctioned by the Department of Justice right now. Put Sessions out of it for a minute. I'm not telling you everybody in the Department of Justice is a good guy. Frankly, there are a lot of bad guys still left. I just said that last night on Hannity, Mm -hmm. that they're running largely, some of them, a rogue operation. With the redactions and hiding stuff, it's ridiculous. Failing to comply with subpoenas. Rod Rosenstein is a total disaster. Completely conflicted in this case. Rosenstein signed one of the FISA warrants. Rosenstein was the United States attorney on the precursor to the Uranium One case. How can this guy get any more conflicted? But there are things going on. So I want to put you at ease just a bit on this. On the good, That's the bad news, okay? So I'm not... I get it. You don't have to email me about all the bad news. I know it. I'm putting it out there. Okay. The good news is this. Remember I told you, Joe, the IG report, the Inspector General, Michael Horowitz... The equivalent of an internal affairs agent within the government mm-hmm. who is looking at all of this. He's looking at the Clinton email probe. Um, I, I believe that has spilled over into FISA gate and some additional schemes going on in the DOJ. There is a Department of Justice sanctioned internal affairs investigation going on that was oddly requested by the Democrats because they thought Jim Comey cost Hillary the election. So the Democrats said, We demand an investigation into this Hillary case. Mm-hmm. Well, that's blown up in their faces completely, because the IG's investigation has already uncovered the stroke page text. It's uncovered, from what I'm hearing, some pretty nasty stuff on the Clinton side as well on how Clinton was given a pass on her email investigation. Now, what's the good news? You're like, all right, get to the good news. You're killing me here. Nah. The good news is the report's been delayed. <sighs> Why is that good news? That's annoying. I did tell you it'd be out by now. And according to a number of people I trust, they thought that too. It's been delayed, Joe. Mm. It's why it's been delayed that should, as Joe said to me before the show, because I was very upset about our technical issues today. He said, Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> yeah. Well, turn that frown upside down. It's been delayed because they've uncovered new information on the Clinton Foundation scandal. Mm. Now, I ask you this on the take it. There's a take it easy shirt too, by the way, at the chum store on the website today, folks. If you want to take it. I love that one too. Take it ease. Take it ease. I'm asking you to take it easy on this one. Do you want the report released today and nobody going down? Or do you want the report delayed a bit because they're finding new information that could eventually lead to prosecutions? Your choice. Again, your call. I get it. Some of you may say, I've had enough. I'm done being patient with it. Okay, we're just going to lose it like we lost the Benghazi case in the pub. We did. There are people who still think the Obama administration handled the Benghazi uh, massacre appropriately, despite common sense dictating to you that it doesn't. I mean, if they didn't, that they'd screwed the whole thing up and people died. We lost that. We lost it in the court of public opinion. Sadly, people died there. The IRS case, nothing happened. This case, I believe they have hard evidence of potential criminality. The IG report has been delayed, but it is because of new surfacing evidence. And I think this is very, very good news, folks. Very good news just Horowitz has been on top of this and let we'll see what happens we had the referral of course to McCabe uh the McCabe referral to the Department of Justice for prosecution we'll see what happens there but people need to be investigated potentially arrested um search warrants need to be served Joe if this is the new rule and this is the way it's going to go down then then everybody's going to play by the same rules if the Logan Act is a serious crime John Kerry's going to have to go down for it too All right, let's see. What else? There was a lot of stuff in the news today. I had a pick through. I go everywhere, man. Legal insurrection, all this kind of stuff. Oh, oh, this one's from a listener. Thank you to uh, the person who sent this to me. You know who you are. I appreciate it. This is a great story from the Washington Times. And it speaks to one of the larger ideological principles, fights between us and the liberals I try to address often on the show. Joe, climate skeptics, climate change skeptics. In other words, guys like you and me were skeptical, not that the climate is changing, the climate always changes, but we're skeptical of the level of human impact. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not skeptical to, just to be crystal clear, folks, I'm not skeptical at all that human beings have an impact on the environment. No. I mean, it, 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 you'd have to be an idiot to say otherwise. Giraffes have an effect on the environment. Mm-hmm. So do hippos and mosquitoes. Everything has an effect on the environment. Mm-hmm. We're in a world of cause and effect. Our very act of living and breathing has an effect on the environment. We expel carbon dioxide, we inhale oxygen in the respiration process. Plants do the opposite. This is not complicated. We, you know, we had an effect on the environment when we lived tribally and we were burning wood to cook meat. We had, we killed animals. We emitted you know smoke and and byproducts of 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 uh you know of uh, of fire uh, you know soot and things like that mm-hmm. into the air. I'm just disputing the levels, the, the models that the Democrats use to insist that we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Thousands of Americans would die. Thousands of Americans will die. Thank you. But I was hoping you would yeah. find that one. I knew you were going there with that one. Bernie, as he always, thousands of Americans will die over and over. Interesting piece at The Washington Times, show hmm. that people who are inherently skeptical of the Democrats' hyperbolic arguments about thousands of Americans will die from climate change. Are actually, Joe, more... This, I'm not making this up. This is a Washington Times story. will be in the show notes at my website. Are actually more likely to recycle, use public tra- uh, transportation, and, and use eco-friendly products uh. than people who are, quote, highly concerned about the environment. Mm-hmm. Now... Interesting about this story, right? I, I was going through, I have a lot of stuff to get to. So sometimes when I'm going through stories, if I see a story like this that on its surface is interesting, but I don't think I have a deeper point, I'll bring it up on the show, but I like to do kind of deeper dives into the ideological components of a story. And I didn't see anything interesting about this outside of the headline. Mm. So I'm going in the, the bathroom this morning to wash my face, right? I gotta wake up, I need some water. Um, and I only had read the headline. That a shame on me, right? That climate skeptics are more likely to be basically environmentally friendly than people who actually claim to be environmentally friendly. It reminded me of an email I got from a guy. He's like, I'm dancing, Dan. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing, bud? So my wife had been corresponding with him on email. He emails us, Joe. He's like, I'm a conservative, my girlfriend's a liberal. And she is the biggest water waster ever. Mm. He said, so just to drive her crazy, she'll go in the shower and she'll leave the water running for like a few minutes before she even gets in there to make sure it heats up. Mm-hmm. He goes, so I go back in there and I turn the water off just to make sure she saves water because she's a liberal and she cares about the environment. Right. So I that's why I was thinking about this story. I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy's a conservative. He cares more about it than, uh, than his girlfriend does. And apparently it's driving her. No- Listen, I'm not trying to ruin your relationships. I'm just saying. I thought it was kind of a funny story. Said she's brushing her teeth, she leaves the water running. He goes over, he turns it off. (laughs) So I'm like, this is, I can't believe it. He's like, I'm dancing, baby. I'm like, I don't know how long you'll be dancing in that house. But (laughs) that's why I read this headline. So I'm in there washing my face and I'm thinking, what could be the reasons for this? Keep in mind, I haven't read the story. Now, some of you are probably putting it together now. Why would people who are generally conservative, if not libertarian-leaning, Why do you think they would personally, Joe, take actions that are more environmentally friendly than liberal climate change acolytes who generally abhor personal responsibility and align more with collective action? Well, I just answered my own question. What do we think about the very essence of conservatism, folks? The whole bedrock principle of conservatism is individual responsibility. You are responsible for yourself. You are responsible to take you do not rely on the government. You you know, the government is nothing but a, a an emergency break on, uh, you know, for people who, you know, people who happen to be maybe handicapped, disabled. Children left without their parents, you know, seniors who have, uh, you know, who can't take care of themselves anymore. The government should only be it should not be a hammock. It should just be a safety net for people who legitimately can no longer care for themselves. Mm -hmm. The government should provide for a military court system um, and, and areas of mass consensus as outlined by the Constitution. That's it. Other than that, we believe in individual responsibility. So what do they say? So later on, I'm like, all right, you know what? I better read this piece to see what they because I I had already said that in mean, my head. I'm not yeah, trying to be like I, a smart that's guy. What I was or thinking too. By the way, yeah, it's more responsible. of course, everybody yeah. listens. Like, yeah, conservatives. We believe in individual responsibility. We don't want to waste. Why waste if we can recycle it? Recycle it. Why waste water? I mean, it's my water bill. Right. The free market. I got to pay for it. Why waste water? You know, I love my house. I love my life I try to use environmentally friendly stuff on my lawn because, you know, it's Important for me to just try to do. I know they shock a lot of people, but to do the right thing, if you can, I mean, it could. I have the, I have the income, thankfully, to pay a little extra for what I think to be our environmentally friendly products. I'm not suggesting you have to do that or anyone else. I'm just saying it's a personal decision by me. Mm -hmm. But yes, I am a climate change uh, skeptic to some degree. But I feel I have a personal responsibility to do it. That is not the essence of leftism, folks. The essence of progressivism, uh, progressivism, liberalism. Headphones driving me crazy today. Gosh, I feel like I got like cauliflower ear. The essence of liberalism is avoiding personal responsibility, claiming victim status, and using the government to protect you against everybody who's victimizing you. So, why take personal responsibility? The world isn't being destroyed in the environment, climate change, because of you, because you're on the right side of it, Joe. Mm-hmm. You're a believer. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, recycling, ah, that ain't for me. Saving water, that ain't for me either. Eco-friendly products? Who cares about that? It's the Republicans that are doing it. I'm on the right side of this ideologically. My fight is an ideological one, not a real one. But that's the very opposite of conservatism, where we dance in the real world, not the ideological world. We fight in the ideological world and politics and things like that. But we understand that the essence of survival is individual responsibility for you and your family. They don't believe it. They believe they should rely on the nanny state to be surgically attached to the caboose of the government. The government should provide income. The government should provide health care. The government should provide uh, education. This story did not surprise me one bit. By the way, it'll be in the show notes, Washington Times, thanks to the listeners who sent it in. I strongly encourage you to take the link and send it around to all your friends. And say, hey, uh, Libs, why do you think this is? Ask them. I, no, serious question. Why do you, It's a survey. It's not it, the facts are the facts. Why do you think it is that conservatives are more environmentally friendly while being skeptical of climate change uh, exaggerations by the left, while people who claim to be, quote, highly concerned about the environment are not? The answer, again, is right in front of us. It's it's, uh, it's, it's simple. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, here, here, this is a, another story. Uh, this will be on the NRA TV show tonight. By the way, thanks to everyone who tuned in last night. To my debate with uh, Shannon Watts, the mm-hmm. anti-gun, anti-civil liberties advocate. Of course, she didn't show up. We had to debate a photo of her. But if you watch the NRA TV show last night, nratv.com, it's free, of course, if you go there. You can watch the episode from last night, the back episodes. We just redid the website. Please watch this debate. The production staff there did such an unbelievable job, Joe. They put up a picture of her from her Twitter that was so good, it freaked me out. Like, for a second, you felt like you were really debating. It looked like you look right now on the camera. It looked like you were right in front of me. I was like, oh, my gosh. you guys. I'm even, like, astonished because they, they didn't let me see it beforehand. <laughs> they showed me on the air, so I was shocked. I was like, man, you guys did a good job. But I debate an empty chair of, uh, and a picture of Shannon Watts, anti-gun, anti-civil liberties advocate last night, which went over really well. So I really appreciate it. But I'll be covering this story a little bit, too, tonight, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on my show a more liberal hypocrisy, folks. This is uh, this is really disgusting. They have, you saw with the Logan Act. So they they went after Mike Flynn, and now John Kerry is in grotesque violation of it. Ar- investigate him, and if need be, arrest John Kerry right now. You like the new rules? Then you're going to play by him. Well, there's another case. Someone else needs to get arrested. Sorry, folks. Has to happen. Sorry. Don't like it? Too bad, so sad. You know Dinesh D'Souza, the filmmaker? Yeah. An author. So Dinesh was uh, arrested and prosecuted yeah. for, remember this story, Joe? Some time, actually, didn't talked, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Um, I actually talked about this while filling in when I was still doing local work on WCBM where Joe works. This was my lead story that morning. Mm-hmm. I was in for Sean and Frank over there. Dinesh D'Souza. He was supporting a New York State Senate candidate. Um, was it Wendy Long? Uh, forgive me the names of this guy. I think it was Wendy Long. And if I remember I was running in that same cycle as she was. She was a Dem. excuse me, a Republican, forgive me, uh, candidate running for the New York Senate seat, the federal Senate seat, not a New York State Senate seat. And D'Souza was involved with some fundraising event. So according to the documents, uh D'Souza had asked people to donate and apparently had reimbursed them or something, I guess was not familiar with the intricacies of election law at the time. For those of you who don't know it, there's a federal election limit. Joe, if you were to donate, say I were to run again, which I'm not, mm-hmm. but if I was, you can only donate to me, Joe, $2,700. That's it. For each election. Okay which means th- you could donate 5400. Why? Because I would run in a primary yeah. and a general. I, if I went. I thought it was more than that. Yeah, no, it's only 2700 wow. per uh per, per you can only donate that to me. Got it. So, it's for, you know, it, I I listen, I think they're really stupid these they dope, they're dopey. What you can either have disclosure in my opinion, folks, either disclose the names of people who are donating and scrap the limits or keep the limits and keep everyone anonymous. You see where I'm going with this, Joe? Yeah. In other words, if if your goal is by, in, by instituting these hard ceilings on what Joe can donate to me, you're doing it because you think it's going to reduce Joe's influence on me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Joe, you can only, do, no matter how rich, say Joe's worth $10 million, mm-hmm. Joe can still only donate to me $2,700 per election. That's it, no matter what. Dinesh probably has some money, and Dinesh wanted to support the candidate. So according to that thing, Dinesh, according to the uh, the documents there, um, Dinesh asked some other people to donate and then reimburse them. That, according to federal uh, law, is illegal. Folks, but this is typically a process thing. They pay back the money, and it's really not prosecuted typically in a court. But Dinesh D'Souza is a conservative. So Dinesh was, in fact, prosecuted. And yes, you're right, Joe. He was uh, sentenced to some kind of like halfway house Man. service or whatever it was. Oh, now we find out Rosie O'Donnell, even worse. Rosie, apparently to evade that Mm $2,700 ceiling on donations because she had extra money and wanted to donate it, was filling out donations for fake names. These these are credible allegations out there that she was donating in fake names to supersede the guideline of $2,700 per person. Per person meaning the donor, not the recipient got to get arrested. Folks, you like the new rules? Listen, I'm sorry. I am sorry, Democrats, that you have chosen to weaponize government. We have warned you forever. Conservatives, libertarians and good Republicans out there. We have warned you forever. That during the Obama administration, the Clinton administration, and others, when you weaponize the tools of government to attack your political opponents, not based on credible enforcement of the law and a legitimate public threat, but based on political differences? Come on, Joe. Do you Mm. think prosecuting Dinesh D'Souza was really worth our tax dollar Uh, time? We've got a drug problem. We've got a problem in this country with street crime, with gangs. You're wasting federal dollars and federal resources on Dinesh D'Souza, you dopes. Are you serious? But now that these are the new rules, folks, I would strongly suggest you write your congressman and say, when's the investigation of Rosie starting? Listen, I get it. I, I get it that there are even going to be some conservatives who object to this. That's, I, I get it. That's fine. You know my email. You know where to find me. I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. My point here, folks, is that there are no rules anymore. The government is in cahoots with big government liberals because big government liberals empower them. Ref, he's hit me with the razor blades. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Sooner or later, you got to go put the razor blades on your gloves, too, if you expect to survive. Those are the new rules. The new rules, Joe, are uh, federal election commission violations on donations are prosecutable by jail time. Simple as that. Rosie needs to be investigated. And if, if those allegations prove to be true, should be arrested and prosecuted in the court. No doubt about it. No apologies. No thanks. We're not interested. The same thing needs to happen to John Kerry, folks. You see the theme of the show today, outside of the environmental story I discussed. The theme of the show with the Mike Flynn. Now there may have been a potential warrant to spy on Mike Flynn. Wait, what? Are you you're kidding, right? I mean, you want to talk about a violation of the Fourth Amendment? This guy's uh, this guy's uh, I mean, been thrown to the wolves for 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 nothing. He did nothing wrong. I mean, outside of some maybe some process crimes on, on some lobbying things that Mike Flynn is certainly not worthy of a, of a federal investigation, especially the fact that they can't seem to get their story straight because there's conflicting stories from the Department of Justice or the FBI why they were investigating Mike Flynn. Some people believe it was because of the sanctions. Some, And hat tip to Nick Short, who pointed this out in some screenshots. There are conflicting stories, Joe, as to why they were even investigating Flynn. Nobody seems to have the story straight. You know why, Joe? Mm. Because he was a political opponent. Mm. These are the new rules. John Kerry has to be prosecuted too, Because one of the stories is it was a Logan Act violation. The Logan Act, again, private citizens not being able to uh, discuss... Uh, with foreign diplomats the business of the US government are trying to influence policy. John Kerry needs to go to jail too and be investigated. Go to jail if he's found guilty. Cuz unlike the liberals Joe, he's entitled to a trial. Mm-hmm. But he must be arrested and there's enough probable cause I believe right now to arrest John Kerry. Now I know liberals are probably horrified by this. How do you think we felt when you arrested Mike Flynn and actually got him to plead guilty for a crime he didn't even commit? How do you think we felt? Oh, you don't like it. Oh, now all of a sudden, because it's your guy, now you don't like it. We can't arrest you. What are you guys, bunch of thugs? What are you, thugs? This is, they're your rules. You arrested D'Souza? Prosecuted Dinesh D'Souza? Same thing. Rosie's got to go. She's got a trial. Fine, that's okay. Uh, She deserves her day in court as well. Turns out she's innocent. I'm okay with that too. But you should write your congressman demanding an investigation into Rosie O'Donnell. Let's see how much they like it. Now, by the way, notice what I'm not saying, because I want to be careful here. This is critical. I'm suggesting to you, Joe, that these would be lawful investigations. John Kerry, I sincerely believe, violated the Logan Act. I also believe the Logan Act is total BS. Right. But it is a law on the books. It is we are not. Now I am not demanding that we forfeit the constitutional republic and make up laws like Obama did with his prosecutorial discretion on immigration, DACA, and DAPA. That's not what I'm saying. The Logan Act is an actual law. I believe it's BS. I believe the Flynn prosecution was BS. But if it's a law that now we're enforcing against Republicans, that law should also be enforced against Democrats. We're not suggesting anything illegal, Joe. Give him his day in court. Let him take it to the Supreme Court. I believe the case will be thrown out because I believe the Logan Act is unconstitutional. But if the new rules are these are the laws that are going to apply, then they apply to everyone. I'm going to get to it. Don't, please don't. I know some of you can't listen to the whole show sometimes, but please don't miss the end of this. It's going to be super important. Secondly, Dinesh D'Souza did break the law. I simply believe at, at being a former federal agent and working with federal prosecutors who've turned down very serious cases I brought to them. Joe, I brought to them hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card fraud. People bankrupted where federal prosecutors said, damn, we don't have the time. I'm sorry. Mm. You got to bring it to the state. The fact that I know that happens because I was a federal agent and some federal prosecutor was like, no, no, Dinesh Souza, this is a case we're going to work. This guy's a threat to humanity is ridiculous. But yes, he did break the law and acknowledge that. So now, Joe, if the new rules are now we're going to enforce the Logan Act, which we've never enforced. These are the new rules. And the new rules are you're going to go to jail for political donations that are really process crimes. Then the new rules need to apply to Rosie, too. We're not inventing any new laws, Joe. We're not usurping any power. We're not inventing a new system of government. We are simply playing by the rules the Democrats said were fair and square. Arrest Rosie O'Donnell. I believe there may be probable cause there. Arrest John Kerry too. Let them fight. Give them their day in court, but let them fight it out. Maybe the Democrats will see the folly of their ways. Notice what I am not asking for, though. And I mean this I would never, ever ask a Republican administration outgoing in a presidential campaign to spy on their opposing Democrat candidate. Say in 2020 Bernie Sanders runs, it would be the end of the republic if Republicans and conservatives like me, notice I didn't say Republican, Mm. but conservatives like me started recommending a spying scandal on Bernie Sanders, his national security advisor, say he was the president-elect, God forbid, and others. That's different, folks. I believe what happened to President Trump was entirely illegal, was immoral was unethical, was unconstitutional, and the minute we start to not, not stoop to a new low, but create a new low, that there's no, I, I don't believe there is any legitimate constitutional authority for the entire Obamagate spying scandal, then the republic is really done. Because then it's total chaos. I'm simply suggesting to you now what is on the books. If those are the rules we're going to enforce, the Logan Act and FEC violations, if those are rules on the books that were that are really not national priorities, but you're going to make them, then good. Rosie O'Donnell needs to be investigated, and so does John Kerry, period. But this should never happen that we create new authority to spy on people in violation of the Constitution. Now, there's a remedy for this, and I believe this remedy should be seen through. The remedy for this is, Joe, obviously, people who engage in that behavior in the Obama administration should be prosecuted Mm -hmm. 100%. That's the remedy. The remedy isn't to repeat the behavior ourselves. Um, all right. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at by. They write their own ads. So listen up because this is great. <laughs> it's spring cleaning time. And like Trump is cleaning out corrupt officials, you can clean up the air you breathe and make your HVAC system great again. And folks, don't procrastinate. Otherwise, dust, mold, and pollutants will clog up your system. It'll become inefficient and it'll end up costing you a lot of money. Sounds like the federal government. Clean up your system with my friends at FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers a multitude of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Here's an offer for you, folks. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. Therefore, you'll never have to think about air filters again. It's a way to do it. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. We love these guys. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Okay, final story of the day. Another really solid Washington Times piece. Uh, The debt and deficit, Joe, are being driven by government spending. If you're listening, you're like, okay, I've been listening to your show forever. That's kind of obvious. Well, the April numbers are clearly uh, clearly show that the April tax numbers are mind boggling, Joe. Yeah, I'm saying this wrong here, but just so you all know, I'm not. This is not a misstep. Did you know, Joe, there was a surplus in April, a government surplus? I did not know that. Yeah, I well, every it happens pretty much every April. Why do you think that is? What's April fifteenth? Tax, tax day. Tax. Yeah. So, uh, people pay their taxes, a lot of folks in April. So, mm-hmm. despite the fact that the government is swimming in red ink debt, uh, debt which is accumulated over time, and deficits, which are annual... The government in April runs a surplus often. It's not uncommon because that's when people you know, pay out. People send massive checks to the government. I wish they didn't have to, but they do, including us. We were like, oh my gosh, every year. When I was a kid, I used to get excited about what I was owed by the government, thinking it was some kind of like a savings account. Now every year I dread it. I tell my accountant, I'm like, Josh, what do we owe? I'm like, oh, 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 (laughs) it's the worst thing ever. Every year it gets worse and worse. So it stinks. But- we ran a record surplus in April. Now you say, Dan, I'm confused. You let off saying that government spending is driving debt and deficits, not tax cuts. Let me add that. It's the government spending. And how are you telling us we have a surplus? Yes. Why do we have a surplus? Because, Joe, since the tax cuts took effect in January, Mm -hmm. what's been happening? The economy's been growing. Mm -hmm. What's been happening since the economy's been growing? People have been getting raises. What's been also happening? People who weren't working were getting jobs now. People who were taking money from the government, who were uh, either uh, unemployment, disability, who are now reentering the workforce, are now, Joe, paying money to the government through taxes. Oh, there we go. The government ran a record, folks, in April alone. $218 billion surplus. $190 billion was the prior record in 2001. This is fantastic news. Now, we are still spending a grotesque amount of money. And let me be clear, we are going to run a massive deficit this year. The point I'm simply trying to make to you folks is the liberal prognostications that the tax cuts, Joe, were going to cause massive deficits ever are not true. The government is generating historic amounts of money. Why is there going to be a deficit this year? Because we're spending 5% more than we were a couple years ago, you knuckleheads. Mm. Not you, my listeners, but the knucklehead liberals out there. Wait, I I, I thought the tax cuts were going to cost us money. Yeah, we're running a surplus actually in April because tax revenue is so high. Uh, Libs, don't let facts get in the way of your dopey arguments. I know nothing will dissuade you from continuing to lie about that simple fact, but it's just not true. The debt and the deficits are not being driven by tax cuts. The tax cuts have led to a massive amount of income flowing into the government as more people earn money. Oh my gosh. One final note here. I talked to you a a few weeks ago about rescission, Joe, which is a um, should be used more often. Unfortunately, it's not. Rescission is the ability of the president to basically not spend money allocated by Congress to send that money back. And it's there's a rescission from the federal government that money isn't spent. The equivalent of saving money. You know, if I give you, say, a thousand dollars in per diem, Joe, and you come back and you're a frugal employee, and you go, "Well, Dan, I didn't spend it. I only spent five hundred. Here's five hundred back to the company coffers. That's good. We only spent five hundred dollars. Great. We love you for Mm -hmm. it." I had said to you a few weeks ago that this rescission, that was growing up on Capitol Hill, a rescission package after the outrage over the omnibus spending plan, which was ridiculous. It was Trump was upset about it. He, uh, you know, I don't think he should have signed it, but he did. Um, and he said, I won't sign anything like this again. This is the last budget that happened a month ago. Now, I said to you, call your congressmen, your congresswomen, call your senators and tell them they should uh, it, it, they should sign a rescission package by Trump. Joe, shockingly, it looks like this is going to happen. So, big round of applause to you all for dancing a little bit. Now, it's not a huge amount of money, folks. I want to be clear. I got an email this morning. It looks like it's going to be about $15 billion, which, again, is kind of, sadly, is a drop in the bucket. But it's a start. And this is what dancing means. Go out there and dance a little bit. By the way, there's a dance shirt, too. Fight back. Dance, baby. Dance pick up that shirt too. get a few of them you know if you want but this is what it means the do matters the do not the talk talk is great we love talk but it's the do you have to do stuff and your emails and your calls and your emails to your senators and your tweets to them whatever they were made a difference it looks like that the, they may sign it I'll, I'll keep you updated but if we if it's 15 billion dollars we can spend it's 15 billion dollars we didn't spend we don't have to pay interest on with our kids later it's a start so good job, folks. Really, I mean that. I want to leave you on a good note. And even better news about the uh, the budget and the surpluses. Let's hope we can keep it up and maybe next year get some uh, actual spending. Imagine fiscal restraint and tax cuts. The economy would go crazy. All right. Please head over to Bongino.com. I'd really appreciate it if you check out the Chum store. It's there. You can pick up all kinds of Bongino swag. We put it up there for you. My wife's been working really hard on it, so uh, I just want to thank her. She put together a really terrific uh, store, and thanks again to Mike from TycoonCreative.com who put together some terrific, outstanding T-shirt designs. T-shirts, crews, hoodies, mugs, it's all there, so go check it out. I really hope you like it. Thanks folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBon